What's going on? Y'all doing all right tonight? Come on. That was decent. I mean, if we, uh, if we uh, just won the Super Bowl, but we're serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So one more time, man, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a second. I know worship was insane. It just blew your mind and you just got crazy for it. I get that. I understand. I'm going to give you a second to kind of calm down. There's your second. Now, one more time, let me ask you, how you guys doing tonight? Y'all doing all right? That's what I want to see. Well, listen, welcome, um, welcome to City Hope Church, and then also this ministry is called View. Listen, we're excited you guys are in the building, man. This, is, this has been something that we, uh, we, we dreamt up. Um, this has been something that we fasted for, prayed for, and allowed God just to, just to kind of speak um, into what this is going to be. So the, seeing you guys here, man, it's, it's, just, it's a blessing, but it's also um, an answer to prayers and an opportunity for us uh, to have our faith encouraged because it, it, it's our God saying, you know what, I got you. Don't worry, hey, I, I, I can do this. I can do this. So for us, man, you guys being here, it means the world. Uh, before we get started, we're going we're gonna to roll. Tonight's going to be good. I'm not going to keep you too long. It's not going to be uh, like old school church while I have you here two hours. Um, I don't know. I, that might not be true. I might keep you for a little while. Depends on how we go. But listen, uh, before we get started, let's just um, show some honor where honor is due. Um, there's a couple of people that, that made this, this entire thing happen. And then, then on a grander scale, um, and to name them off would take me forever. Um, but when I finish, I want us to get on our feet and I want us to give honor um, where honor is due to, to the volunteers, to the team, the people that are wearing these Black View shirts, man, they have hearts of gold. I love these people. Um, to the pastors here at, at City Hope uh, for believing in me, giving me the opportunity for the entire staff at City Hope. And then also uh, my Mobile Campus staff. I love you guys. And there's also a small team of people that, that put the creative, the videos and all that stuff. So everybody responsible for making this an opportunity for us to meet with the Most High. Can we stand on our feet and give honor where honor is due one quick time? Come on. Let's go. Let's go. 15 seconds. 15 second praise. Come on. All right. I said 15 and y'all gave them 20. They're not Jesus. Easy. Well, welcome to View. Man, we're excited y'all are here. Listen, um, to give you a little context of what we're talking about, when we say view, if this is your first time here, um, it's really simple. It, it's, uh, we derived the name from a bunch of different areas, but really it was just a, a God dream that he put on our hearts um, to say this is an opportunity for us to catch young people um, right in our most formative years. They, they, they say 18 to 25, that's when you uh, make hard stances about politics and religion and love. and I mean, th- these, these are the years that really shape who we are. Um, and it's our heart to throw Jesus into that mix and let him just take over and do his thing. So it's not our, it's not our, our goal to, to change um, or, 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 or give you a brand new view of God. See, what we want to do is expand it. We want to give you a brand new, bigger view of God because what happens is when you can correctly understand and see God, when you have an unaffected view of who God truly is, it changes your view of people. See, when you, can, when you can open your eyes and see God 
for who he truly is. Yes, he is love, but also justice. Yes, he is mercy, but he's also true. When you can open up and see God for who he truly is, that's when we believe that your view of people changes and you can go out into the world and you can make a difference and you can change. You can flip this city upside down like we always talk about. Man, we, we just believe that if we could ever catch a hold of your view, man, look out. Watch out, devil. We're going to punch you in the face or something. I don't know. You're going to get it. So that's kind of who we are. Um, our heart is, is really simple. Uh, we love our God. We love our church. And we love our city. And you could pretty much sum us up in that. Like that's, if, if it's not about one of those three things, we're not going to do it. So don't worry about it. Um, but that, that is our heart. That's where we're coming from. And we believe that tonight is going to be an extension of that. God's going to speak. Um, can I talk to you guys for a little bit? Is that okay if I just, if we just chat, you and I, can we do that? Let me give you this because you didn't respond too well on that last um, question. I, I, I feel more comfortable. I get more in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. I do get in. I do. When you guys like, you know what I'm saying? Vibe. If it's a funny joke, yeah, yeah, you could. That may be a little much. <laughs> Turn it out. <laughs> we ain't in the Pentecostal church. Easy. She's like, yeah, pastor. I said, hey. All I said was, hey, but yeah, you good. Ooh, she's one of them. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just playing. I love you, sisters. <laughs> But um, no, I just do better when y'all help me out. We, we laugh, have a good time, cut up. Um, also, uh, so that you guys, I mean, I could preach in front of y'all all day. Like, it's, it's not a thing. But my mom is here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mom, they love you. They haven't even met you yet. You're awesome. I love you. Um, y'all can ask her if all those crazy stories about her uh, making me wash baseboards and stuff and, and, and changing everything to say on your... Anybody have the type of mom that, like, when, whenever you're in trouble, she uses anything you're doing plus on your butt to tell you you're getting a spanking? It's like, hey, Jared, hey, come do the chores. Mom, I can't, can I finish this last game right here? I'm on PlayStation. She said, I'm going to finish that last PlayStation game on your butt. Mom, that's not a way. That's not a way. That's not a thing. I'm a, that's not a way. That I think on your butt. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Done. I'm out. Um, that doesn't sum up my mom at all. I just thought it was funny. Uh, she's incredible, um, and I love her. But let's get started. If you got your Bibles, please. Um, if you don't have a paper Bible, do me a, next week. Bring a paper Bible. Can we do that? Can we hashtag bring paper back? I just feel like what if your iPhone crashed or like the government was like in your iPhone and did something crazy? You don't have the Bible anymore. My, one of my cousins is super funny before I start. Um, my mom was reading him uh, uh, the Christmas story and she starts reading him and, and whatever, whatever. And she's like, oh, they're on the iPad, right? On the YouVersion app. And she's like, oh, cool. This is awesome. And she's reading them the story. She's like, oh, why don't we start reading it from the Bible? And so she's, she's reading them the Christmas story from like one of these and um, she goes on, and at the end of the Christmas story, he looks at her. He's like eight, what? He's like eight or nine. So this is not like a baby. But he's like, I didn't know Jesus wasn't on the iPad. That is legit. Like our generation is growing up without paper Bibles. So y'all better. That's, some people are like, I can't even laugh at that. That's an, at least he's getting it from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, but no, bring your paper Bible. I'd love to see it. If you got your Bible, turn to Mark chapter eight. We're going to be in chapter eight. Um, Verse 30, let's do verse 34. And if you don't have your Bible, we came prepared. We're going to put it on the screen real quick. So what we're talking about here, where we are in, in this, this passage of Scripture, where we are in this story is um, 
If you don't know anything about Jesus, no worries. We're going to give you a quick uh, crash course. Uh, we believe he's the son of God. He came to earth as a man, uh, rose again after he was killed. And we believe that, that when he died, he died for our sins. And when he rose, he rose with all power. One day we're going to hang out with him after we die. So that's a quick like overview. So you have it. Um, boom, you just got saved twice. Um, but what's happening here in this story is Jesus just, um, uh, he, he just for the first time prophesied to his disciples, um, hey, y'all, I'm going to die. Imagine if your best friend just told you they were going to die and they were going to get killed like within, in the next few months. You're going to be like, wait, wait, hold on. Pause, pause. You can't just like spring that up on us. You can't just, I'm going to die. That's really morbid, Jesus. Like slow down. Like let's go through this. What do you mean? You mean like later on in your, your life, you're going to live a happy life with four kids? Like what, Jesus, what is the deal? I can imagine that's how his disciples were responding. But what he had just done is, is he had just um, foretold that he was going to die, and in three days he was going to raise again, again, like I said, with all power. Um, so the disciples are kind of like, no, Jesus, we're not going to let you die. We're going to fight to the death. We're going to kill dudes. We'll never like, I mean, they're just crazy for Jesus right now. And he's like, man, I wish y'all had that much energy. When you're preaching the gospel, you'd be all right. But, but that's what's happening. So Jesus is just like, man, that's what's about to happen. The disciples are like, no. Jesus is like, listen, don't even worry about it. Let me hit you with some truth. Change the subject. This is basically what he's saying to his disciples. Let's read. It says, and he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever wishes to lose his life for my sake and the gospel's sake will save it. So you got to imagine the people that, that are hearing this. First of all, we're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. We've seen crosses on everything from a Harley Davidson to a, a beat up pickup truck. And we've seen crosses that we know the cross is the Jesus thing. That's cross. But he's saying cross. They have no clue. They're like, Jesus, what is wrong? What are you on? Right? What is happening? Are you serious? He's like, pick up your cross. And they were like, I don't think you understand. That's like, what Romans do to kill people. Jesus uses a form of death in this sentence before he even died to foretell himself dying. So we're, we're looking at this passage of scripture going, oh yeah, that makes sense. We know the whole cross thing that matches up with Jesus. But you got to imagine the, 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 uh, the, what this is doing to the people that are already there. They're like, wait a second, why are you bringing up crucifixions? That's not like a thing. That's not a, a, a necklace that Michael Jordan wears around his neck yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a real, like, people are dying. My cousin did, like, this is not good. This is terrible. And what Jesus is doing is he's allowing this moment to show his deity. He's allowing this moment to show to his followers, hey, listen, I foretold this. I want you to remember this later on. To us, it's just normal. To them, what they're doing is they're getting a, a, a really quick picture of who God is right in this moment. Let's keep reading. So he says, pick up your cross and follow me for my sake, um, and the gospel will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. I want to talk to you guys tonight um, from, from a quick topic. It's not going to take long. It's called the dream. We're going to talk about the dream. Let's pray real quick. God, we love you. Um, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done in this place tonight. God, just, just reign supreme and, and do your thing. This is yours, God, and we give it to you. Um, let the words of my, uh, of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, I love you. It's in your name we pray. Everybody said. Amen. Y'all ever meet somebody like when you're a kid? Hey, hey, did you ever know? I mean, maybe not a kid, maybe like, like 8 to 12. Did you meet somebody who like, 
instead of saying what they wanted to be when they grew up, you ask them, like, hey, yo, what's up, Josh? Sorry if your name's Josh. I don't mean to offend you, because um, I'm about to make fun of you real hard. <clears throat> it's like, yo, Josh, what's good, man? How you doing? Oh, wait, that's my campus pastor's name. Got to choose a different name. All right, Tim, that'll work. Hey, what's up, Tim? What's going on, man? Seem like a good guy. Tim, sorry if there are any Tims in here. Tim, <clears throat> what do you want to be when you grow up, bro? Did you ever have those friends that would be like, famous? You're like, great. So I want to be a fireman. You want to be famous. That's cool. Um, what do you mean? Like, explain that. I don't have to explain it. Have you ever met Kim Kardashian? Famous. That's what I want to be. You're like, wait, time out. Hold on. Okay. So, so your dreams and your entire, like, life, destiny, everything can be categorized in one statement called fame. Yes. Okay, but what are you going to do for, like, a job? There is no job when you're famous, Right? Like, did y'all ever know, some of y'all ain't laughing because y'all are like, that's me. I used to, I still think that, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't even want to at least, be like, be a singer. Like, say, famous singer or famous at something. They're like, no, I just want to be famous. I just want to be known. I want people to know me, know about what I'm doing, okay? And, and, and the, the problem with these people isn't that they want to be famous. It's just that they don't want to do anything to be famous. They, their dream is, like, no legs, just a bird, you know what I mean? Like, it's flying out of here. You're like, okay, great. You want to be famous? Do your thing. I had one of these dreams when I was a kid. Don't make fun of me. I wanted to be a pro baseball player. Everybody knows black people don't play baseball. Um, just kidding. We do. Why y'all laugh, though? Mm, so you're wrong for laughing. I just made a joke. Y'all laugh. <clears throat> we do play baseball. Ask my mom. <clears throat> I look good in them little pants. You know, those... Uh, easy, easy. Somebody said, oh, and I heard her up here shot me down. You know what I'm saying? Easy. No, but I wanted to be a baseball player. I, I did. I wanted to be a pro baseball player. I knew I could make ma the major leagues. I would spend a year in the minors and I'd be up. I'd be killing it. I knew it for a fact, man. Ooh, I was going to make it pro. One problem. Didn't like to work out. <laughs> Hated practice, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... <laughs> I did. I wanted to be a baseball player, uh, but I didn't know how to put it. I didn't want to put it in the work. But we all, everybody in here, I guarantee at one point, okay, even better. So maybe that was like, oh, I didn't have friends like that. I didn't have friends that wanted to be a famous or a crazy dream. But you know you have a friend like this. Does anybody, and if this is you, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just a little picking. Um, does anybody know people that like, like when you ask them what they want to do when they grow up, they're like 25 at this point, but it changes every week. I want to be an optometrist. Why? They make a lot of money. And then next week, it's like, I want to be an engineer. And you're like, okay, you know you got to go to school. No, you don't. You could just do this two-year two program and do this. And then I can, I'm going to make like $80,000. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make my, a, lot, a lot of money. And then the next week, it's like, dude, I know what I'm going to be. I know what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a physical therapist. Boom. That's it. I got it. You're like, bro, you're still working at Walmart. We got to get some things in perspective. But do you know it? Or... or We've all been through that stage. I'm not going to say, do you know anybody like that? Because we've all done that. It's right about 20, right before you turn 21. Things are about to get buck wild after 21. Not because, you know. Um, but you just know. <clears throat> you just know things are about, you know, things are about to go. But it's, it's usually about that time when you're like, dude, I, I got I to know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I got to know right now. I'm 20 years old. I'm not even done with college, but I got to know what God is going to do forever. I got to know, God. Like, tell me, reveal it, write it on my wall. But I think the reason why we get like that is, is, is because we, a lot of times we put the cart before the horse, right? When, when God puts a dream in our heart, 
it's usually because of the gifts and the passions that we have. It's formulated around some of the things that we're good at, right? Except for me. I didn't like to work out, but I still like sports. But that, that's beside the point. Like most of us, God usually puts a dream in our heart that ties really close to the things that we love. Oh, I want to be a doctor. Why? I love science. Makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you hate statistics, don't be an engineer. Like, like some things are, are, are pretty clear. Somebody was like, oh, change my major. But, but a lot of times, that's what happens. So we get, we get so passionate. We get crazy passionate about the dreams that God has put in our hearts. And then we go off and tell everybody, listen, I'm going to post it on Instagram along with my scripture verse that I highlighted on Insta. I want to make sure everybody knows I'm spiritual. And by the way, I'm going to be a blah. Just wait. Just wait until I'm famous. I'm going to be a famous physical therapist. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's going to know my name. How? No, not here nor there. But, but I, I believe that everybody gets stuck in this spot. And the reason is, is because we take dreams from everywhere. We, take, we, we, we really do. We take dreams from everywhere. You know what I believe is the single most destructive enemy to living a life set apart for Jesus? It's not sex before marriage. It's not drugs. It's not partying. And it's not frats. If you're in a frat, it's okay. We love you too. You know what I'm saying? Sororities are fine, though. I'm just kidding. I'm just not totally kidding. But it's not any of those things. You know what I believe? This is my opinion. This is the Jared Darby version. I believe that the single greatest enemy to living a life set apart for Jesus is our dreams. Specifically, the American dream, right? Where do we get off? You know what I'm saying? Where did that come from? I need a house, two-car garage, condo on the beach, Lexus on the driveway. You know, like that's it. And my 401k's got to be tight. We get into this mode where we start, you know, what's your dream? That's my dream. Boom, I want to be married, three kids, all of them paid for, colleges paid for, in private school, living downtown. That's my dream. That's me. Boom, stuff, stuff, stuff. The reason why is because we've been fed this lie that that's what makes us something. We've been fed this lie that the American dream is going to push us toward our destiny. And if not, it just might be our destiny. Let me tell you something. That doesn't make any sense. Why? Because that's not even your dream. We founded America. We built America on this American dream. That means we, are, we have 300 million people strong going for the same dream. What a boring country. What a whacked out country. Man, I don't want the American. I want the Jared dream. But see, we get so wrapped up in wanting more more, more, that we use the early part of our 20s to make sure we're setting ourselves up. Man, if I hear it again, I know this is a crazy time in my life right now. I got so much stuff going on with me. I just, I can't do, I, 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 me, me, me. That's, that, that's the criticism of our generation is we get so wrapped up in us, we can't see that the, the rest of the world is falling apart. And we got the keys. And see, here's the thing. Most of y'all are like, oh, you're telling me to like sell everything I got and, and go live on the, the African mission field and like do the Facebook pics with the, the babies. Like that's what you want me to do, right? You want me to be a missionary, right? No. I'm not telling you to change your dreams. I'm not telling you to eliminate the things that God has placed in your heart. What I am telling you, though, is that you have to change ownership. We get so wrapped up in thinking, man, this is my dream. I got this. This is my dream. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Man, God is not interested in what we want to do. I'm not telling you to eliminate your dreams. I'm just telling you to change ownership. 
I'm telling you to change the ownership of your dream. You know what it would be like? This is what it would be like. This is what we do with God when, when, we, when we say, hey, listen, we want, we want you to, we, God, we know, we know that all of these things are great. We know that you're, you're, you're a creator, blah, 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 right? And I'm down to do this Christian thing. Like, I want to I be a good person. I want to live a good life. I only want to party like once every few days. You know, like, I don't know, nothing crazy after I get 21. But, you, but I, 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 want, I want to do something good. So I'll do this Christian thing as long as it fits inside of my little mold of making a good bit of money, having a beautiful spouse, good-looking kids, and fresh kicks on my feet. Like, as long as those things are in order, God, yeah, Christians are great. This, this works. This works. But see, what I'm going to challenge you with is understanding that's not how God works. That's not how this thing, it'd be like this. Anybody know who Basquiat is? Anybody know who Michelangelo is? Da Vinci, Picasso, right? Let's say we brought them back from the grave, and we're like, hey, listen, I need you to do me a favor. And they're like, yeah, sure, anything for you, buddy. You know, you're, you're a great physical therapist. Um, and we're like, hey, listen, I want, you to, I want you to paint me a painting, okay? Cool. Paint me a painting. Can you do that? Can you paint me a painting? And whoever named off the list is like, yeah. Picasso's like, yes, you're my brother. Love you. You're a good dude, okay? They're like, perfect. Um, now go do your thing. Go do your thing. They're walking away with their supplies and their canvas. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, hang on one second, one second. Come on back. Let me show you this real quick. I want you to do your thing. I, I do. I want, you to, I want you to make sure this thing happens. But listen, can you fit it inside of this? And you're like, give me five minutes. You turn around. You get a picture book out. You start drawing. Matter of fact, you throw that away. You find a Disney princess coloring book. You grab it. You made sure you went to Dollar General, bought the crayons, and was like, Picasso, listen, I want something incredible. I want it to, I want it to speak to my heart. I want a, a, a piece of art that's going to transcend anything I ever knew or loved. I want it to be incredible. But could you do it inside of this? And he's like, wait, what do you mean? You're like, is, this, is a 99, this has Pocahontas on the front. And there's only 64 colors. Like, I make my own colors. You ever heard of Picasso Blue? You're like, hey, hey, I want you to create me something incredible. But listen, it's got to fit inside of these lines. You got to, hey, and if you get some, if you color outside the lines, I'm going to dock your pay. Bro, I'm doing this for free. You're going to get one of the most creative Genius, brilliant painters, artists, thinkers of all time. A Disney princess coloring book? Because you want it to look like how you think it should look? That doesn't make any... You know why? Because we do the same thing to God. We say, yeah, God, this, this being in the sky, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you know everything. I get that. I know you know future, past, present, everything, and I know you created everything, but I think I know a little bit better about my life. Here's a reason. We don't understand that God's plans for our life are so much bigger, better, greater than our dreams. We don't understand that God's plans to make us who we want, our destiny, our God-given destiny, our God-given plan, we don't get that it's so much better than being a physical therapist. No offense. 
You may be a physical thing. You're just going to be one on fire for Jesus? That's what I'm trying to get you. I'm not telling you to flip everything and stop doing the things you love. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you to change who you're doing it for. Be an engineer. But here's the thing. When at the end of the day, did you, did you hear the scripture that we said? Those who give his life, who loses his life, will gain it in me. But those who seek to save his life, they're going to lose it. What is that saying? I want you to look at that word save a different way. What if that was like a checkings in the savings account? The word save is a savings account. Those who save their life, save it up. I want to say, I don't want too much of me getting away. I don't want to spend too much time telling people about Jesus. I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time loving. I want to focus on me. I want to get me right. I got to get my money right. I got to get my, my job right. I got to make sure. And, and the thing that makes me so, I'm tired of hearing about blessings that only come to you. Blessings was, were always meant for y'all, not me. Man, listen, I'm trying to get you guys to understand. Yes, this is radical. I'm, I'm not telling you something that's just going to be a go-home, quick, easy fix. I'm not talking about self-help. I'm not talking about this little, this little, oh, yeah, toss me in the ball. I'm talking about changing your entire life, changing the entire scope of everything that you do. I know I'm going to scare people off when I say this, but I'm telling you to lose your life. Get rid of it. You don't need it. Why? Because Jesus has something so much better, but we can't understand it because we're so wrapped up in the suburbs and a safe comfort 401k that we don't understand that God has something so much better where the retirement plan is out of this world. I'm, and, and the thing is, I'm not upset. I seem like it because when black dudes yell, it just gets scared. I get that. I get that. But I'm encouraged because you're here. And because you're here, that means something's there. Something's stirring up. Listen, I'm not telling you to accept this boring Christian life. It's actually the opposite. Because what I'm telling you is that the life that you're headed for is so much more boring than the life God has for you. The misconception is that Christians live this boring, just like really chill, morose life. I only love God. My people, I don't love you. Nope. nope. You go to the club? That's your answer. It's like, what? Let's make a Christian club. I don't know. <laughs> but people think we live such boring life. You're wrong. You're wrong. And the people that are living boring aren't doing it right. I'm not saying they're not saved. I'm just saying they're not living right. Boom. There I said it. Why? Because we were never called to be inside of this little box and only know our little people in our little box and our little church circle. We were meant to be inside of a plan, inside of a destiny that's for somebody else. I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if some people in this place started to allow God to work his plan even inside of their dreams. You got to have dreams, man. You're not a person. You're not a being. You're not a, a soul without dreams. God places them. In Psalms, it says, a, mind's man, a, a man's mind makes his steps, his dreams, but God directs them. Have your dreams. Have them, yes. Change ownership. Change who they're for. I'm tired of hearing that college kids are the most selfish, self-centered. That's dumb. No, we're not. We're cost-driven. We buy Tom's. 
We're not selfish, man. We just don't understand where to direct our energy. Everybody, our mom and dads are like, don't do too much, blah, blah, blah. While you're in college, you need to focus on your education. You need to focus on school. You need to focus on academics. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, you do. You need to be excellent, even in that. My mom was always on that. But they, the, the constant encouragement was, who is it for? Yes, do good in school. I'm not telling you not to. But what I am telling you to do is shift your focus. Have dreams. Let's make it simple. Two ways. Two ways. We're going to get real practical, and then we'll be, we'll be done. Two ways that you can allow God's plan to start working in your life. Number one. Number one. See your dreams as a vehicle to your destiny. Not the other way around. See, so many people think that I'm destined to be a blah, 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 and I'm super talented. That's going to get me to my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. This destiny. I'm destined to be a great blah, blah, blah. That's going to get me to my dreams. Yeah. Or, or, or you confuse your dreams with your destiny. Y'all, this was a dream. Seeing y'all here, that's a dream. Views dream to flip our city upside down. But that's not my destiny. That's just a step. That's just a step along the way as God develops and changes and encourages and shifts and shapes. As I walk towards my, my dreams aren't my destiny. They're just a vehicle to get me there. That's how it happens, man. It's not that we die and, and at the end of our life it says, Jared, preacher. For what? Yeah, pastoring is my calling. It's not my destiny. God's plan for your life is so much bigger. You just got to give it a shot. And I promise you, it feels better than that empty mess you try to fumble up inside when you when you hang out with so-and-so and you DM this person then that person and when you're hanging out and when you're going. I promise you, man. An authentic relationship with Christ is going to do way more for you than anything you're in right now. And you're not hearing it from some dorky church person that only talks to other church people. I, I'm in the world. I see people. I love them. I don't care who it is. I'm going to love you and say what's up. But listen, the thing is, God never called you to boring. He just called you out of sin. But we get so wrapped up in this comparison game, man. My life as a Christian doesn't look anything. I, I don't have a party on the weekend. I don't have a rock. You're right. And that's bad? Even successful people at your age are focused. Take the Jesus out of it. You don't want that? But I'm telling you right now, God's plan for your life if you give it a shot it's way bigger than your dream. You can't even dream it up. It ain't even there. Number two, the second way that you can allow God's plan to work in your life, focus on Christ and not the future. Focus on Christ and not the future. As young people, we get so wrapped up in, in this idea of, man, I gotta know. I know I'm only 20. I changed my major six times and I'm majoring in general studies, but I gotta know what I wanna do for the rest of my life. Why? Why? This construct, this culture that we've dreamed up, 
this ordinary median income, relying on, on, on our retirement, after all of this junk that we've created, that's man. That has nothing to do with God. God's calling doesn't change. That's why your calling can't be a chemical engineer. Because that would mean that his calling changed from when it was, when it was set at the very beginning. Of, God doesn't change. He doesn't shift. He's the same. That's why your calling can't be a worship leader. Your calling is not a worship leader. Your calling is to be a child of God first. Yeah, that's your vocation, but we confuse dreams with destiny so often that we get wrapped up in self. Man, focus on Christ. Don't focus on the future. Because, see, when you focus on Christ, you don't miss Josh standing right in your path and your ability to share Christ with him. And share the, you don't miss it because you're so focused on, I got to get here to make sure this is done. I got to get... You don't miss people when you're focused on Christ. Man, God wants to take you to a place you've never been. He wants to implant some dreams and some visions in your heart that are going to lead you to your destiny. And when he gets you there, I promise you this, it's not going to look like it's about you. Because here's the thing about true destiny. True destiny has never been wrapped up in who you are and what you can do and the person that you are. True destiny has always been wrapped up in how God can use you to affect this world. So yeah, 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 have dreams. Totally cool, totally cool. Don't confuse it for your destiny. Listen to me, football player is not your destiny. The cool thing about, the cool thing about Christ and his plan for your life is that it's so much easier to be good at something and still let it go. Oops. That's the cool thing. You've been doing this for 20, 20 years. So? I'm the greatest in my city. So? What did I call you to do? See, when we, when we allow God's plan to rule our life in a way that our destiny never could, he can speak so much clearer. Because we're not tied to this dream of being a whatever, like it's our destiny, because we know, yeah, that's great. I was a great whatever. But now I know God's calling me to this. Let's roll. Here we go, God. So I'm going to challenge each and every one of you guys tonight. Listen, listen. God is speaking on your hearts. He's speaking to you right now, telling you, listen, stop making your dream about you. Start channeling your dream into something great. Because listen, your dream is only the vehicle to get you to your destiny. So tonight, man, we got to go. This world is not stopping getting worse and worse but but listen Christians are stagnant why because they get so wrapped up in American dreams I'm not I'm not gonna be okay with it and I'm not gonna shut up and be silent while so many of our young people get wrapped up in good jobs and great educations I believe that tonight in this place there's gonna be some people that are called up not just out of darkness but called up out of your own dreams to walk into the destiny that Christ has for you stand up on your feet tonight we're gonna worship together and I believe God's gonna call some people out of darkness but not just darkness. God's going to call some people out of their dreams to walk into his destiny. So one time as we sing, I want us to lift our voices to the King of Kings. Come on, let's sing.